particular act I can't explain. <laughs> it seems like just yesterday. Girl, it's driving me insane. And I know that I'm just Joba Tense. And she is Mama Rue. But we're two weeks away from Drag Race UK. It's a never-ending show. Can we go back to when Drag Race was so strong? You tell me how a perfect show goes wrong. Can somebody tell RuPaul to slow things down? We don't want to be mean. Oh God, another season. We're now up to 13. <laughs> Until she can promise me She'll stop with all the fracking <laughs> Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 13, Episode 1, titled The Pork Chop. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by our very own pork chop. Please, from the podcast pod is my co-pilot. <laughs> I can't talk. A happy new year to Taylor the Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. I'm back. You're back, back, back again. Back, back, back again. Uh, welcome back, Taylor. Yeah, yeah. New season, new girls, new twists, new turns. Yeah. By new, the new way, emotional manipulations. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. I have. A, I have. A, believe it or not, for uh, not much really happening this episode. I have a lot to say about it. Um, I hope you it do was, too. It was a weird. I remember thinking through all of this. What am I going to talk? Like, I have very few notes. Um, I, I just kind of wrote down who I who I thought won the lip sync. Sometimes that matches up, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But I, I am definitely, I, I am, I am excited. After watching the first episode, I am excited for the season. Wouldn't you? Well, we're gonna get into this. But by the way, uh, for about twenty minutes before this show started, Taylor Lante Boy and I had a very interesting conversation. A conversation we call "Just Between Us Girls," and the reason it is just between us girls is it's only because it's only for our Patreon supporters over at Patreon.com slash afterthought media if you want to hear those conversations other extra drag race content oh by the way i mean you know what let's talk about this right now we're going to do the first of the year patreon plug i've been on vacation for two months almost mm -hmm. but i had two months of hiatus shows have you listened to any of these hiatus shows taylor i will <laughs> oh you haven't even gotten <laughs> I'm, there yet? i'm really far behind so yeah i'm gonna you know i'm gonna do for the future people coming on and talking about them because we had like let me tell you what we had we had um, the best of catching up, you know, listener uh -huh. Drew Brooks put together and also with some help from Sophie, you know, uh, a listener named Sophie, uh, the, the best moments of catching up from the, like, this. We only got to the first half. Yeah. You know, the best moments of catching up. The people have loved that. We have a new co-host over at Afterthought Media named Adam Salandra. 
and uh, he is, he was joined. We did a second season of Shady Pines. They've been, people have been hearing Shady Pines on the feed from season one. No matter what your thoughts are on that, season two is a completely different beast. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Adam is a fantastic new addition to the Afterthought Media family, and so uh, people have been really liking that. We did a... You haven't listened to All Stars 2 yet, have we? We, we, we revisited All Stars 2, but not a recap. If Daniel's listening, it's not another recap. I know you were worried about this, Taylor. It is more like a, uh, like, uh, we don't care if there's spoilers. We talk about the episode in context of the history of the show. It's more of a conversation, but it's an eight part okay. series with Jay Ellis and I. And, uh, then we did a friend of the show where there's a lot of people we talk about in the shows, but they never heard. We talked to them. And then Lori and I launched an, a series called Hallmark Homos. Okay. Where all uh-huh. we did was rip on, uh, those Hallmark holiday movies. People love that too. All of that. So if you haven't, if you've been like, I've been gone. Oh God. You guys have so much fantastic content over, content over at patreon.com slash afterthought media. What are you doing? You're missing. Out. Um, but let's jump right into it, Taylor. This week, 13 new queens enter the workroom and compete in six separate lip sync battles for their lives. The winners head to the winners lounge and the losers are sent to the pork chop loading dock where photos of all the first eliminated queens adorn the walls. Candy Muse, Lala Ree, Simone, Got Mick, Olivia Lux, and Tina Burner come out on top while Joey J, Denali, Tamisha Iman, Utica Queen, Rose, Kamora Hall, I'm sorry, Kamora Hall, and Elliot with two T's are sent to the pork chop loading dock. As the winners celebrate, the losers are told, are told that they must vote out one of themselves out of the competition. Taylor the Latte Boy, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. I liked that. I liked the twist. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked particularly that it was something different, at least in the beginning of the episode. But by, by yeah. the end, it felt kind of like, all right, we've seen this already four times, <laughs> sort of thing. By the time of the last two, <laughs> though, there was the twist of three of them coming in versus yeah. two of them. So I was like, okay. That's well, good. do you know the reason behind that three at the end? Because there was supposed to be a fourteenth girl that got yes. eliminated before she even got on the show. They sent her home. Yes. Yes. Do you know why? Uh, because she did something. Where she would send out uh, dick pics of somebody that gave her her phone live on stage. She would air airplay them or exactly. something. Airdrop them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Airdrop yeah. them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So and I, I what's funny is uh, on the on the Reddit's uh, a lot of people were talking about how this is actually a a, a common bit among the drag queens uh, in out there. So that might eliminate a lot of drag queens from the show. Well, uh, and I think that given last year's Sherry Pie debacle, yeah. I think they were trying to stop something before it got mm-hmm. out of hand. But yeah. yeah, no, I mean, dry queens aren't known for being chased and singing, you know, on eagles' wings when <laughs> they're, yeah. you know, when they're performing. It's supposed to be kind of a little dirty and subversive and, mm-hmm. and all of that sort of stuff. So I, I hope that in the future, that doesn't mean that the queens that we get are watered down. Yeah. Um, something else that I really liked about the episode is and we t- I talked about this briefly for the finale for season 12. Mm-hmm. I love that Michelle is embracing the gray a little bit where she's doing a little bit more where she's adding gray to her hairstyles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I get the I get the reason why, but I also I I like that. I think that that's a stronger look for her. Um Hold on, I'm going to stop you there for a second. Okay. Everyone needs to know. Everyone who's <laughs> this Tainer the Latte boy. You guys don't know this. During the hiatus, dyed her hair silver. And now anyone who does this now 
Uh, is a hero to Taser. Anyone with a schlock of gay gray hair, you know, is now. I admire. I what an amazing human being this Michelle Visage is to embrace yes, that's silver exactly hair. Exactly what I'm saying. Meanwhile, Taylor's sitting there like uh, uh, Anderson Pooper right there with his <laughs> hair. <laughs> no, so I just I like that. I like the silver yeah. hair. Um, uh-huh. uh, something I did not like. We'll get to it when we talk. There, there is one or two queens that I really like a bad taste in my mouth almost really? immediately. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll hold on to that for later. But, the, but one queen in particular, every time she was, I made a face. Like every time she was on. So you raise an interesting point, by the way. Okay. In all the blowjobs you've ever given, has anybody ever had like cum that tasted badly? The first time <gasps> I, the first, the first time I, I got somebody blew their load in my mouth, I was, cause I did not know what it tasted like. So it was very like, I just remember, I, I just remember it tasting like pennies, pennies, like just the, pennies. Like it was that weird, pennies like from heaven. taste. <laughs> uh-huh. So, and I just remember I was young. I was like 21, oh. I think the first time. <laughs> I was six. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just remember that. But and he no, blew now I a statue, <laughs> an iron statue yeah. someplace. Um, yeah. No. Now I. Now it's you know. Now now there are ways. To, as science has progressed, we have learned that there are certain foods that you can take that help to create a stronger, sweeter taste. To oh, and does Babalu do that? No, but I don't mind. <laughs> I just kind of know what I'm getting with him. Are you, yeah. Are you ever like, ugh? It tastes like ropa vieja. No, no, but thank you for that. The next yeah. time that he nuts in my mouth, that's going to be your your voice is going to be in my head. Do you ever? Which uh, is terrifying. Do you ever baba blow in his mouth? No, oh, no, really? he doesn't like that. He doesn't like that. <gasps> oh, Whereas I have absolutely no problem. I, I have no lady. problem with it. I swallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the weird thing. I think I talked about this in shows before. If it's from if it's from the source into my mouth, love, but it can't touch another object in between like if it's on a plate no spoon no old boot no right who, but, who's, who's, who, what who's coming on plates and then handing it to you <laughs> i'm just i'm just saying i'm just stating things for the record taylor okay okay but what what if it's on okay because i've had situations cracker in which- no so miss cracker <laughs> oh miss cracker okay but yeah, not a, not a, yeah not a no saltine. like okay so has there ever been a time in which maybe you know you're with somebody and they come but it's like they come on themselves oh and yeah that's lick fine it off? yeah that's fine a, yeah okay. something organic yeah 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 that's fine. yes so, so it has to be on something carbon-based in order for you yeah to yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah 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 so okay so now what so now is it are you very much of the where you want to have mouth on dick or is it okay oh, yeah. if you do the do the like the uh, uh, sort of thing where you're like your mouth's open and then they like come on oh, like either in your thing. Mouth. yes yes either yes. one is fine either okay. one is fine yeah no yeah, i'm yeah, fi- yeah. i'm fine with either one babalu is not all about babalu i mean trust me babalu is completely fine with me like you know swallowing but you know we've we, we've we've definitely like i am would be completely fine with him like just like blowing a load on my face and oh, yeah. he hasn't necessarily done that um yet 
but you know, TikTok. I was, I was talking. <laughs> I have a to, list of goals for 2020, and apparently that's on my list. I was talking to a friend who blew someone recently, and he was like, "Ugh," he's like, "He just came too much." I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." No. What does that no. mean? I was like, "What?" He's like, "It was like filling yeah. up my mouth." I'm like, "Uh huh." Okay, there is these videos that I found. Apparently, that is a condition mm-hmm. called hyperspermia. And there's, mm-hmm. a, I will send you a, th- these videos are terrifying to watch mm-hmm. where it's this guy who like literally can fill up like one of those like Pyrex, like measuring cups. Uh, and it's now just, you grossed like, me it, out. You grossed me out because it hit a, a Pyrex measuring cup. That grosses me out. <laughs> well, no, I'm not expecting you to like pick it up and then go, uh, 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 yeah. no, but I mean, mm-hmm. just watching him do it. Like the first time you're like, oh, wow, that's quite, oh, oh, he's not, oh, he's, not, he's, oh, oh, oh God. Oh God. You know, sort of thing. So where it's just everywhere so however however videos where and i'm not normally like a twink guy Mm -hmm. i know that's kind of your wheelhouse but videos of where a twink actually is jerking off and hits himself in the face so fucking hot really doesn't that's a great transition to my the next question i have have you ever paid for an OnlyFans account Yes, oh. I did briefly because I was very curious. Mm-hmm. It was somebody that I followed who did like comedy memes. Okay. And I was, but he was starting to go into like an OnlyFans thing. And I'm like, I kind of want to see, I was, it was not that I was necessarily attracted to him, mm-hmm. but I was much more just, it was a curiosity thing. And I think I paid for one month and then saw enough that I went, mm, no, that's fine. Yes, I've done it a couple of times. The first time. By the way, this is not a lie. A friend of mine is going to come on a show that I'm doing. I don't want to give too many details away right now, but a show that's coming out soon. And he wants to have a segment where he reviews OnlyFans, you know? Okay. Yeah. And uh, so after talking about it, I'm like, I should sign up and see what it, there's this, I'm going to, I'm going to call this motherfucker out right now. Actually, I followed this Reno gold, you know? Yeah. And what a fucking ripoff his OnlyFans is. I'm going to tell you. You get nothing for, like, the money you pay. I don't know what it is now, right? Right. And mm-hmm. then when you go in there, he has videos that he then charges you more for. All you get are, tr- like, one-minute teasers for the videos that he's then charging you another, like, 20 bucks for or something. And I'm like, oh, go yeah. fuck yourself, you know, gold, Right. Well, he the one video that I found on a uh, on Pornhub or something he does with a fuck machine, and I was oh, sort does? of like, yeah, and I was kind of like, uh, I'm also not he... sure that he's gay, believe it or not. Because well, it's... he's he's gay to the bank because I've seen that he makes like he's one of like OnlyFans top. Oh, is he? Know, yeah, he makes a ton of money every month. Yeah. Uh. So then, um. The other one I signed up for, and this one guy, this guy does give you more content and he's cheaper, is a guy named Connor Peters, Australian guy. Okay. But here's the deal. I don't blame Connor Peters for that, right? Is I think because of COVID and he seems to follow it somewhat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you're just limited what you can do. Yeah. Okay. And so he has some, you know, action scenes. I don't know what you call them, right? But mm-hmm. uh, most of them are just him jerking off, right? And there's mm-hmm. just, and what I was going to say is he and Reno Gold both do the like, Oh, watch me suck my own dick or come my own face kind of thing. And yeah. it's like, you can only see that. I've seen it once. Okay. We get it. Yeah. You know. This week. Th- <laughs> <laughs> you can't 
you did it to yourself. I know. I did it to myself. Surely it would be me saying something like that. And then you would, yeah. you did it to yourself this week. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Twists and uh, turns with season 13. Yeah. 13. Yeah. The new pork chop lounge. Anyway, Taylor, uh, two things I like. One thing I didn't. Uh, two things I like. I actually do. I like, I, I think it is the best way to start off these seasons is when they divide them into teams. Uh, season six was a notable one where you got to get, you get to know the Queens more. Yeah. And I think they did it last year too, didn't they? Uh, yeah. I feel, I feel like they did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they did do it last year. And so, um, it, it allows you to get to know the Queens more. And so, uh, this was, uh, good. And then also we get to see them two at a time. You can absorb them more, get to know them yes. more, look at their outfits, see how they lip sync and whatnot. So I thought that was a very, I'll be honest with you, a very clever way to start off the season. Another thing I, I did, liked, go I ahead. Yes. I did notice that this will be the first season that no one can get all the way through without saying that they had to lip sync once. Oh, Everybody right. had to lip sync at least one time this year. You're so right. we're not going to have a, a Sasha Valor who doesn't lip sync all the way until the end. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, another thing I liked where I didn't like the, I, I see what you mean that you're like, okay, here we go with the lip sync. But I did, you know, what I liked about it is because there wasn't a lot of bullshit is actually, I don't think all the lip sync that we lip syncs that we saw were the equal length that we saw, but you uh-huh. got to see longer lip syncs. Yes. than we're used to seeing, you know, like yes. the, so the, some of them were longer than others, but I like that too. The one thing I didn't like, um, there were some Queens here, right. That are problematic. And I'm going to say, mm-hmm. well, let me put it this way. Not only say problematic. I, there's no queen that I find problematic, but there are some queens that I can already see. And you know, I'm trying to find a way to word this correctly. But last season, I was not a fan um, of, uh, well, it is the month of January. <laughs> and I was not a fan of this Jan, you mm-hmm. know, mostly because, well, by the way, I was a fan of her as a boy. Man, what a motherfucking chef's mm-hmm. kiss hotness, right? But just yeah. as a person, I wanted to fucking throw out a window. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and with all her jantasy and stuff like that, I wanted to commit jan slaughter. So, uh, <laughs> how long did you workshop that one? No, one half a second right now in my head. So, uh, so anyway, uh, but then do you remember when she got eliminated? All these pressed white twinks, right? That were uh-huh. so upset that she was like, meanwhile, she should, she went when she should have gone home. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, the one thing I will say about Jan, not to, not to rehash last season, she did get fucked over in the Madonna challenge. You know, I yes. still will stand by that. But other than that, she went, she went home right when she should have gone home. All right. Maybe even a little late, but, um, uh, but remember that all because she was a white twink, all like the basic white gays got super, super pissed. They get super pissed when anything happens to a basic white gay. There yeah. are a number of queens on here that I can already see when and if they're eliminated. People are yeah. going to lose their goddamn minds. Oh, I, I can think of one immediately. One immediately came to mind as you were saying that. Yeah. Uh, are you talking about Utica queen? No. Oh, we're talking about Rosé? No. <gasps> oh, I know who you're talking about. Who am I talking about? Denali. No. Oh, really? Look, look how many basic white gays are on this season. <laughs> okay. We'll have to discuss this when we get to them because I have a lot to say about each of the ones you're talking about. And so you can reveal when we get to them. But I actually think my theory is if – I really don't know. If she does not win the whole thing, we'll say, right? Mm-hmm. 
Utica Queen fan. They're gonna because she's so quirky and like oh, quirky that like yeah. Um, I don't know if she's a Thorgy Thor or if she's a Katya. We'll find out. You know, but uh, um, I get more Thorgy than Katya. I get more like Thorgy, just like you know, if Thorgy and olive oil had a baby, <laughs> like that's kind of what I what I get as far as yeah. from her. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, very good. So those are the things I didn't like. So uh, let's jump right into uh, the season here. Let's start. So uh, I'm assuming anyone who's listening has uh, watched the episode. So it's going to be – well, we already spoiled it in the, in the top of the show. So let's talk about lip sync round one. The first pair of queens that enter the workroom are Candy Muse and Joey J. The pair are called to the main stage to perform a lip sync for their lives to Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Candy Muse entertains the judges and is named the winner of the round, while Joey J is sent to the pork chomp loading dock. Taylor, your thoughts on this whole segment with Candy Muse, which I have a lot to say about Candy Muse and Joey J. Um, you know, Candy Muse came in. Her her phrase was from the hood to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And Joey J came in and just said, filler queen, which I don't know why you would <laughs> announce that, but okay. Well, I think that she announced that because I think she wanted to portray herself as a filler queen to, to give a false sense of like, oh, we can take her out. And then immediately because she's well, later on, she says filler queen plot twist. She says it in one of the interviews. So I think that that's where she was thinking that she was going to present herself in a, in a way. You know, how much of this do you think she's seen she's going to, uh, in a way, uh, own this phrase now and put it on T-shirts and whatnot? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to see filler queen T-shirts with her on it. And like, just like um, her, her eyelashes and lipstick, you know, mark. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, God. And because she normally says that she normally doesn't wear a wig. So I was surprised to see her. Mm-hmm. I remember that from her Meet the Queens video. I was – she'll say filler queen and then there will just be the purple quaffed of hair. Yeah. And then all the, and all the fat pigs walking around DragCon wearing those T-shirts and <laughs> – Oh God. Um, I, okay. So I had more, as we're talking about it, I definitely mm-hmm. have a little bit more to to say than I thought I did initially, but mm-hmm. I found that this was the first example of when we did the meet the Queens episode zero, there are Queens that I definitely liked more than others. Yeah. And now I am kind of feeling like we are ones that I didn't like their interview. I like more and ones that I like their interview. I didn't. Candy Muse is an example of that. I sure. feel like as specifically from the idea of the uh, the um, confessionals, mm-hmm. I feel like she is going to be somebody who gives really strong confessionals. Sure. And I feel like tonight was definitely proof of that, because really, when you think about it, they talked more about her. They, they showed more of her confessionals than they did Joey's. Mm-hmm. So they definitely she she is the larger presence there. Um I but yeah I I thought that um I liked I liked the twist of the the first two I knew I knew that they were doing six lip syncs but I didn't know that that's how they were going to do it where they kind of brought the two over and then brought them in um and between the two though I feel like Joey was a better lip syncer than Candy was okay I have a lot to say about this. This <laughs> I said this on the Meet the Queens I'm going to say it again. I just need it. it bears repeating, which I think is the name of a drag race show, by the way. Yeah. A few years ago, <laughs> Evan Ayers came to Los Angeles and we mm. went to go see the House of Aja. I want everyone to remember that he tried to steal her belt. That's a whole other story. 
And I saw in the house of Aja was Aja, this Dahlia Sin, and this uh-huh. Candy Muse. And and I know uh-huh. Dahlia Sin was eliminated first, but I will say she gave a kick-ass drag performance. Okay. Okay. Where I was thinking I could see this bitch on drag race and doing well. Okay. Yeah. She just did. She was really good. This Candy Muse, what a boring pig she is, right? <laughs> She was so awful. She, you know, they came out and do two numbers at this Mickey's. Both numbers. So boring. Right? Uh-huh. Don't like her. Right? And then she came in. And we all know, I think that this Aja is one sexy motherfucker. Right? She has an OnlyFans. I bet you that's a good OnlyFans. Dahlia Sin has, has, no, no. Dahlia Sin oh, Dahlia has Sin an has OnlyFans, one too? too. I think so, yeah. I saw some, you know, people, uh, some very amazing people on our Discord. By the way, if you don't know this... When you're on Patreon, you get access to a Discord channel. Mm-hmm. And on that Discord server, sorry, Discord server, is something called the Porn Decor Lounge. Mm-hmm. Where people post amazing things on this Porn Decor Lounge. And I've seen some OnlyFans stuff that people have posted. Mm-hmm. Chef's Kiss. Yes. As annoying as the Vixen was. Let's uh. talk about this one. Speaking of OnlyFans and Drag Race. <laughs> the Vixen has posted some great, fantastic videos, right? Okay. Okay. You know who I don't like? Speaking, I'm combining all the things we talked about. Basic white gays, only fans, and drag race. Uh-huh. This horrible milk, right? Uh-oh. Have you seen the milks? Yes, right? yes. Unfortunately, I she, watched it. The one where she's getting fucked by the, the transphobic guy. He's like a racist yeah. and transphobic. I don't know his name, right? Which is good. Diego Sands. Thank you. <laughs> this Diego Sands, who's been accused, I don't know, allegedly... Of being transphobic and racist, right? And mm-hmm. Milk has had her own transphobia problems and she's promised to do better. Okay, not only is it, I don't know, there's something about this milk I do not find attractive. I don't like the basic thin lipped white gay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And everyone like, looks up to her. She's so basic to me, right? Yeah. And then she's getting railed by this Diego Sands, which is fine. Fine. Go, girl, get it, right? Live your life. But you know this and I know this. The first half of the video. Is her in voiceover talking about how they went to dinner and she didn't have time to clean her ass out. And you might see mm-hmm. shit flying all over the place. I'm like, bitch, I don't need to see this while you're getting railed by Diego yeah. Sands. Like TMI, right? Yeah. And by the way, I didn't see any fucking poop or anything like this. Uh, there's like a half a second at one point that I, I it was already in my head. So then, then I'm doing the thing of where I'm looking for it yeah. <laughs> so that I could be grossed out yeah. and there's like a half a second cut that I thought, ah, that might've been what that was. Yeah. So. Well, I didn't need that. I didn't need the, the dialogue. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't like this milk, but Oz is only fans anyway. Anyway. So, um, this, go ahead. Now, what were your thoughts on candy? Like, pretty oh, that's much right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, House yeah. of Aja. Yeah. You should call her candy abuse because she's sitting there <laughs> saying horrible things about my Aja. Right. Talking mm-hmm. about how Aja, she thinks Aja was jealous of her. Of, of her? Of Candy Muse? Who would ever be jealous? <laughs> you know, the only person jealous of this Candy Muse is maybe, maybe Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> who would ever be jealous of, who would, Taylor, tell me, name a person who would be jealous of Candy Muse? Uh, Carney Wilson? <laughs> yeah, maybe Carney, maybe. Maybe Carney Wilson. 
who would ever be jealous of this candy man? Then she says that she sees, she puts her hand like shoulder, her one hand shoulder height, and then her other hand, that is where Aja is, and she puts the other hand by her like forehead, and that's where she is. I'm like, yeah. I, this Aja puts on such a good death drops, like, is she gonna jump from there kind of shit? I saw her perform this doll, you see, this candy muse, I thought she was the person to sweep up in between because she was so boring, right? <laughs> She came was, out in overalls. Yeah, she came out. I thought, yeah, I thought she was. Oh, like they're cleaning up the. You know that if you've been to you've been to a drag show, there's a person who comes and picks up the money. That's yeah. what I thought she was. I thought she was. Oh, look at this person who's here. Look at uh, the, and he's doing an impression of um of Laurel and Hardy, the fat one from Laurel and Hardy. I don't know who that is. It uh, Hardy. He, Hardy he's, is our Hardy is the fat one because I remember somebody saying that he was very Hardy shaped. So that's yeah, how yeah. I remember who's Laurel. And who's well, Hardy. then he's Hardy. She's coming in there, and Dahlia <laughs> Sin was Laurel. Right? I'm like, oh, look, they're doing a drag Laurel and Hardy. You know? <laughs> this candy mute. Like, can't. <laughs> it's, it's sad when you're silky nutmeg ganache without the charm. <laughs> wow! Okay. I don't like this candy mute. She's insulting my Aja. She said she's a member of the dollhouse. There must be a big fucking house. <laughs> she is the dollhouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What doll is this? King Kong Bundy? <laughs> We're gonna call her King. You're gonna get so many letters. <laughs> I'm a King Kong Bundy Muse is what I'm gonna call her. Queen Kong Bundy Muse is what I'm gonna call her. Oh, I didn't like her. She was annoying. Opening her big mouth. I don't like her. Right. Anyway. So, okay, so what did you think of Joey J? Well, she was just annoying with this filler queen. Um, you know, so before we get into, because they were the first two in the workroom. Dave, I realized some, some very subtle things. You and I both discussed how they've read there's a stage in the workroom for some reason. Right. <laughs> we'll find, I guess we'll find out what that's for. And then, uh, there's a, a couch set, like a whole sectional, which is good. Yeah. You know? And, um, but what I noticed, they must have moved the studio because there aren't as many like pillars. Remember, there used to be those big pillars. Yes. There's maybe only very, a few hidden ones. Uh, they have much more room to run around in the workroom and it's more space. Um, but here's my question. Like, here's the deal. I really do believe, okay? I really do believe that these girls were genuinely surprised because as a reality yes. show, why would you want to lose that? You can actually really, that would be such great television to capture the actual shock on their face that that's what they're uh -huh. there for, right? So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have any conspiracy theory here, okay? Okay. But I find it odd because I do think the bit with the boombox was so clever, okay? Where she yes. was starting the song and ending the song on the boombox. But how would she know to bring, like, that's so weird. Like, how did she, like, in the moment and the nerves know to do that, to bring that? It's like, that's so that's so strange. Like, I, I, again, I'm not a legend. Like, I really do think they wanted the surprise. So I will actually give Candy that, that it was very clever of her to do that. Well, but you will notice that later on, one of the queens brings in a little purse and she has hers as well. Okay. Yeah. So it might be where they just said, bring everything you got, bring everything on you. Yeah. Take it with you to the And then she just thought enough to go, I'm going to hit play. I'm going to hit stop. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. will, I will give her that one because they comment later on. Mm -hmm. I forget which queen it was, but she had a little tiny purse. And Michelle asked her a question along the lines of, so you're carrying all of your makeup and everything in your purse. And she yeah. said, yes. Okay. So. Now, going to Joey J, I have a friend who has gone on to do great things, okay? Uh -huh. She's a wonderful person. She does great things. You can see her. She's like a, one of those talking heads 
on like CNN and Fox and stuff like that, talking about government and the law and stuff like that. But I remember in college her telling me something, which I've, I, it's been something I've tried to, to some degree, live up to, which is she, what she does is she tells people how great she is. And then it's her responsibility to live up to that. Okay. And, okay. uh, and so I think the opposite is also true as well, that if you talk shit on yourself, I think maybe Joey J thinks she's setting the bar low for it to exceed it. But like she calls herself a filler queen. She says she's the dumbest bitch you'll ever meet. She describes herself as basic. And um I feel that if you people treat you the way you treat yourself. So if she yeah. treats herself like that, people are going to see her as filler queen and basic and uh, uh, the dumbest bitch you'll ever meet. Right. And so we teach people, we teach people how to talk to us. We teach people how to talk to us. You're right. That's exactly yeah. it. Uh, like Candy Muse taught me to never talk to her. So, <laughs> so, um, anyway, I keep thinking of more insults for this Candy Muse, but I have, I really have a whole 16 episodes. I don't know how long she lasts before, like, you know, a whole 16 episodes to make fun of Candy right. Muse. Right. Don't, don't blow your load all yeah. at once. Hopefully gotta, it's just two. You gotta, you gotta edge a little. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so, but Joey J at this stage beyond like, I'm like, bitch, why are you doing yourself? To- oh, you know what I will say? Uh huh. There was something about her. And so be care- listen to the words I'm saying. I am not comparing her to this queen. Okay. What I am saying is there is something about the way she physically because to Joey J, if you remember from Meet the Queens, famously doesn't wear wigs. However, she's wearing a wig in this episode. Right. And with her wig and the feathers and the way her face is beat and everything like that, and also the energy she was giving me, it was just really reminding me of Pandora Box. I got a lot of Pandora Box from her. Which is okay. I got something similar but different. Well, yeah, what is that? I, I got Brooklyn Heights. Oh, interesting. She looked very much like Brooklyn Heights to me with the infamous uh the 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 night she was lips she lip synced against Evie. Mm-hmm. Like that was sort of the look that I got from her as far as her face and everything. Oh, so very, not so much personality, but definitely look. Very, very interesting. Which you just reminded me of something with going back to to um uh Candy Nutmeg Ganache is that <laughs> She comes in with this energy, right? Uh-huh. And she's like, I'm going to fucking be do I'm going to fucking do 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 Right? And I'm like, if you're trying, I'm not saying that there isn't a place for that kind of queen. I'm not. I, there is, you know? But when have you ever seen a queen like that do well on this show? Now, here, hear me out. Hear me out. Is... I think Aja was going for a Vanjie energy, uh-huh. but I feel it veered closer to Silky first entrance where she's a little much. Because the one thing I'll say about Vanjie is she has that voice and that gruff exterior and saying random shit. But I will say there is a um, a humility about Vanjie and also she's self-effacing. You know, yes, which I think brings charm to that sort of gruff personality where I didn't uh-huh. get that sense from candy but no i, I definitely got more silky than vanji yeah. with with her and that that's the but i also feel like the confessionals are going to be why they keep her around mm-hmm. if she if she can start to do some funny i mean because she is so much in your face mm-hmm. that i feel like 
you know, if she if, if she could be the one with the arc of the humility arc. Yeah. Of where they teach her to, you know, not be so loud and boisterous. There's there's mm-hmm. other ones that are coming later on that I feel like there's no helping mm-hmm. them. But mm-hmm. as far as with her, I feel like they're they're coming in where there is almost. She's she's the worst parts of Silky and Britta mm-hmm. with the confidence and mm-hmm. the you know, look at me, look at me kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but then doesn't necessarily have the chops to show, you know, like that, that, that her lip sync against Joey to me was very subpar. Oh, I was really? expecting her to, I was expecting her to do a death drop or to do something. Yeah. I mean, other than the turning the thing, turning the stereo on and off, there wasn't really anything that to me stood out as memorable. Well, if I'm not, yeah, let's, let's, get, let's get to the lip sync. You're right. When I was watching this, and I'll be honest with you, I'm going to tip my hand a little bit with, with maybe a couple of exceptions. For the most part, all the lip sync seemed like they could go either way, at least the way they were edited. And in this one, uh, I was almost even notably offended, offensive, uh, offended by the fact that she did that Monet uh, fake fake out with the death drop, even yeah. doing the sign of the cross and everything like that. And you might say she's making a reference to that, but bitch, it's too early to do that. And yeah. I felt that it, it's so early that we don't know you well enough that it seemed like you were copying the bit, you know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, so um, I agree with you. I felt Joey J uh, delivered a better lip sync. What I will say, and, and this is, you know, when we're going to get into production here, I think that for the most part, the teams were already decided. Yes, I definitely got that feeling of where they knew how they wanted to match up. Because I also feel like some of the winners of the lip sync went to the losers lounge because they can't have it where if they're going to have them play against teams mm-hmm. that there's that they're top heavy with all of the winners and one and all of yeah, the losers, yeah. you know, where, the, where there are ones that could have actually been the winners, but they called it for the other person. So well, it's actually a mixture. Well, I think that there's one in particular that we'll talk to that they tipped their hand early on. That they were going to send her to the pork chop lounge. That they were yeah. sending. Not, I don't know if they're sending a message, but it was it was something they were doing. It was it was intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else to say about Joey J and Candy Muse? No, let's move right, on to the let's next. Let's move two. on to the next one. The next two queens enter our figure skater Denali and Atlanta performer Lala Ree. After some initial questions from the judges, the two compete in a lip sync to When I Grow Up by the Pussycat Dolls. Lala Ree is named the winner of this round while Denali is sent to join Joey J in the pork chop loading dock. Taylor, your thoughts here on uh, Denali and Lala Ree? I loved the energy coming off of Lala Ree. Okay. There was something I I don't remember necessarily how much I liked her. I remember thinking she was kind of unpolished. Mm-hmm. I sort of remember thinking that with the with the Meet the Queens. Mm-hmm. And she definitely there is still a need for a little more polish on her, mm-hmm. but just the energy from her, I think that she's she looked beautiful and the lip sync was much more interesting than Denali's. Um she Denali was making me nervous with the ice skates. With the way she was doing kicks and stuff with, yeah. I mean, she could have really hurt La La Ree. Um, I, I think don't I read that she had guards on it, that she had some sort of like guards. That's still a piece of metal that she's flinging around. And mm-hmm. I, I, I almost feel like this whipping her, whipping the ponytail around mm-hmm. was a way to try to hit La La Ree. Like, oh, she really? was, it was, it, I just feel like she was almost, she was almost weaponized, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm just not necessarily. I was I wasn't a fan of Denali, and she's definitely one that um, I I see why they set her to the pork chop lounge. 
Well, as you predicted, Taylor, she uh, did not stop fucking talking about how she was an ice skater. Yes. Which, you know, this is a weird, interesting thing, because I think it's, uh, I think we are in some sort of some sort of anniversary about Princess Diana's death is, we just passed it, um, didn't we? Didn't, no, I, that's I in that. July. I think you're in July. But anyway, I remember, <laughs> it's come up recently, I don't know why, right? And yeah. uh, the night I met Princess Diana, not I met Princess Diana, the <laughs> wait, night, wait. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I was Who's hanging out with, I was hanging out with Princess Diana, the uh, Johnny Versace and Elton John, and boy, did we have a laugh. Anyway, um, we went to see a fortune teller, and she said, only two of you are going to live. And we were like, what? I don't know what that's talking about. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so then I, uh, no, I was, the night Princess Diana died, I distinctly remember this. I went out uh-huh. to the Abbey. Now, at this stage, for the people who know West Hollywood, the Abbey, at this time, the Abbey was just... A coffee house. It didn't used to be a bar. It was a coffee yeah. house that was next door to like a statue sto- uh, place that sold statues, right? Okay. Fountains. And it was this coffee house. So when you were under 21, it was a place that all the young gays could eat. Well, you did one of two things. If you were under 21, that's where you just went, right? Uh-huh. But if you were over 21, it was an easy place. We're like, oh, let's all meet at the Abbey and then we'll go bar hopping in West Hollywood. Right. So uh, the, the night Princess Diana died, I wasn't 21. I was going to say, and now it makes you sad that it's not a coffee house because it would be an easy place for you to find guys (laughs) under 21. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about, Taylor. I'm taken. Anyway, uh, by a person who wasn't born when this happened. And um, (laughs) and um, Okay. That okay. Night, go ahead. I'm sorry. That night, I uh, met an ice skater. We were flirting with each other, mm-hmm. and all he motherfucking did was talk about the fucking goddamn ice capades. They were in L.A. at the time, and I was like, right. "Oh, really? Okay, you're in the ice capades." Blah 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 blah. And and then um, we left. Not me and him. My, my friends and I. We left, and we turned on the radio, and it's when they had like Princess Diana dead. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you seen that video it was going around Reddit? Uh, this past week, maybe that's why I was thinking about it. Where it's a bunch of, I don't know why they're filming themselves, a bunch of gay guys in an apartment in that time, you know, probably about early 30s. And okay. they have the TV on and they report her she's been in an accident, but she's alive. And so they're like, kind of jokingly playing like Uno or something. And then they announce that they, she died and they fucking lose their shit. And they're like, and then they stop playing and they gather on the TV and watch like with tears coming down their eyes about Princess Diana's death. And whatnot. No. Oh yeah, it's really interesting. It has a time capsule. Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, so this Denali. <laughs> Denali. Yeah. <laughs> can't stop talking about the, being an ice skater. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lala Ree, I like her. I'll be honest with you, I like her. But base, I kind of agree with Denali. Based on that entrance outfit, I was like, "Bitch, unless you step your pussy up, you're not long for this world." Yeah. It's gonna yeah. be. Uh, Shalala and she, away. and she's the one that's uh, Tamisha's daughter, right? Oh, is she? Is she the is she the one that's her drag daughter? Girl, what do I know? What am I? Uh, Ancestry.com? I don't know the shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, because I thought that that was whoever. If she won, I knew that Tamisha wasn't going to win because oh. because there was no way they were going to allow the two of them to find out that they were together. That they're saving that for. 
They're saving that for a storyline for a little bit later. One thing that I will say in the middle of all this is they were definitely planting seeds for storylines in mm-hmm. episode one. You can see you can see them pulling the strings already, and these girls haven't even met. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on. Oh, did we talk about the lip sync between Lala and Denali? What were your thoughts on that? Oh, we did with the uh, whipping the hair and the skate skates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I, you know, I really liked the energy that Lala was bringing to that lip sync. Once again, mm. if they would have gone to Denali, I don't know if I would have been so shocked. But yeah. I did like the energy that Lala was giving. All right, next, Polaroid-clad Simone and cancer survivor Tamisha Iman enter the workroom. On the main stage, Simone enchants the judges, and Tamisha talks about overcoming stage three colon cancer. The two square off in a lip-sync battle to The Pleasure Principle by Janet Jackson, which when that song came on, I could imagine you screaming in your house. So- <laughs> Simone beats Maybe. <laughs> Simone beats Tamisha and joins Candy Muse and La La Ree in the winner's lounge while Tamisha Iman is sent to join the other first eliminated queens. Taylor, your thoughts on Simone and Tamisha. And 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 by the way, I don't, I don't think it's a secret here. You yourself are a cancer survivor. And so did, this, yeah. did any of this ring true or did, what did you have any feelings about this? I was very fortunate that my cancer was not nearly as significantly um, debilitating as as hers was. And I, I'm glad to see that she's back and that she got a chance to come back for season 13. Um, <clears throat> both of these queens were people that I was not necessarily thrilled with their Meet the Queens uh, videos. I know that uh, Simone had the big rings in her hair and she had the mm-hmm. gold teeth in. Mm-hmm. And Tamisha, we talked about her wig, was kind of a mess and she had the big breastplate. I really kind of liked both of them. Mm-hmm. And for different reasons. I mm-hmm. think that Tamisha definitely served confessional. She was a great confessional. Um and I also think that uh, I mean, apparently she had the quote of the night with the lady said, go home. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I've seen that all over Twitter. And Simone. So Simone could be the lip sync assassin for the for the season. Mm-hmm. I, I I definitely really kind of liked her. I love the idea of the dress mm-hmm. um, with all of the Polaroids together. Uh, I thought that she looked beautiful. Um, the lip sync. I immediately said. Tamisha's doing the pleasure principle video right now. She's doing the choreography oh, really? of that video. Okay. It was very mid eighties. Janet Jackson was, I mean, which I loved that, but when you compared it to Simone, mm-hmm. it makes sense why Tamisha between those two yeah. was the one who was in the bottom. Yeah. What's say you? Um, well, I like Simone very much. Uh, I, I, the outfit, the Polaroid outfit, uh, I feel we've seen something like that before. Not that specifically, but something along those lines before. Didn't Willem do a similar? Not, he did his own picture kind of thing, I believe, on season four. But like, uh, maybe that what it reminded me of was the year that the costume designer for Priscilla Queen of the Desert won the Oscar. Yeah. She had made her dress out of American Express gold cards. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's yeah. that's what it. Re- so it was kind of that chainmail, like yeah. you know, type of thing. And I remember that as that. That's what immediately what it reminded me of. Yeah. Uh. And uh, but I like the outfit. I liked her energy. There was something that I was like, yes, yeah. Simone has that energy and the and the 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 look worked. But even just the boldness of trying to look like that indicates someone to me that can go very far. If that makes sense. Because they have sort of that courage 
to 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 pull it. That's a, that's a, that's a tricky outfit to pull off. It could either go very mm-hmm. wrong or very right. In this case, right. it went very very right. Tamisha Tamisha Iman. You know, there were rumors last year that there was another queen that got eliminated because of an illness. Uh, mm-hmm. And so this is just confirming that rumor. But um, on the opposite end, I liked her and I applaud her uh, her struggle with her uh, illness. But there was already sort of a defeatist, like, I'm already old. By the way, how is she only 43 and she's been doing it for 30 years? I think we got to check our math before we give our age on the show. Um, uh, but, uh, Tamisha Iman sort of has this, for having as much experience as she did, I would expect she owned, like, they asked her directly. She's like, well, I'm not as good as I used to be. I feel, I feel, I'm not saying that she's wrong, but you do not tell RuPaul that. Yeah. You, that, that was just pretty much a send me home kind yes. of statement. Yes. Yes. I agree. And so, uh, yeah. And, and in terms of the lip sync, you're right. There was, not that Tamisha Iman was bad, but there was a sort of like, I'm doing Janet Jackson and Simone is doing her own interpretation. There was a uniqueness yeah, to uh, what she was doing there. Uh, any other thoughts on Simone and Tamisha Iman or even going back to Candy and jo- Joey and uh, Lala and well, Denali? Talking about Tamisha, you know, yeah. when you just said that as far as the send me home because I'm the old queen. Mm-hmm. You know, the the first person that comes to mind with that would be Charlie. Charlie Hydes. Yeah. Was similar where Charlie was, I think Charlie was 50. Yeah. Uh, and was very much from the beginning, well, this is my week to go home for the mm-hmm. three or four weeks she was there before they actually yeah. did send her home. The difference is that I feel like Tamisha is already receiving a lot of love from just from what I've seen on uh on Twitter mm-hmm. and stuff. So I feel like the difference there is Tamisha, you, you want to root for Tamisha, whereas I don't know that you necessarily ever really wanted to root for Charlie. Yeah, like that she kind of gets out of her head a little bit, mm-hmm. and that she she does she does better. Yeah, I actually really agree with you. I think that's a very astute point, uh, and uh, I I completely one hundred percent agree with that. I do I do root for Denali. I mean, not Denali. I'm sorry, Tamisha Iman, and I want her to go well. But I'm just like, don't sell yourself short. I get disappointed when she's selling herself. Short. All right, Taylor, any other final thoughts? Not on them. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll go to round four. But we'll take a break and we'll come back. We'll be back right after this. I will occasionally do that to my husband where I'll say, and that makes him laugh every time I do that. So I will, thank you for reminding me. I don't know that's why, when, when I actually have an orgasm later today, that's what I'm going to do right as I come. I don't know why it makes me laugh too. Me being, yeah, I don't know why. It just, uh, it makes me laugh. You know, Taylor, before we go to round four here, um, Taylor and I had, we've had some conversation guys. We've had some conversations over, Mm-hmm. During my vacation, Taylor and I do talk as much, much to his chagrin uh, off of the air. And uh, one of the things I talked about is I've sort of gotten a new lease on not life, but on this podcast. 
and I've made some decisions. I've made some decisions. Decisions. Yeah. Raspberries. Raspberries. I've made some decisions <laughs> about um, not necessarily the show, but my approach to the show. And there was a time when uh, I think, especially when I started to feel the heat that there were a lot of other competing podcasts that I tried to be. I wanted the show to be everything. And I felt in, in those moments, the show was just okay at being everything. And I've decided just to be good at what we're good at, which is having fun with this motherfucking show. And being uh-huh. a, we're essentially a comedy podcast about RuPaul's Drag Race. And actually sort of the benefits of the competition is that if you – like in other words, let's take Race Chasers. Uh, they have – on Race Chaser, they have, they have access to the queens to some extent. Right. And so, um, even, even if they can't, like, for instance, World of Wonder now has been doing a thing where they have a moratorium on the current queens going on any show that isn't a World of Wonder show. But, mm. um, but they can talk to them behind, you know what I'm saying? They get the tea behind yeah. the scenes. So there's no way we're going to ever beat Race Chaser on the tea. Okay. Right. And there are shows that do better at, like, oh, with the dress that, uh, Tamisha Iman is wearing is reminiscent of, um, Dieter Ritz in season, f-. you know, and you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to beat that either. So the best right. that we can be is, uh, uh, you know, two hosts who are, uh, well, one host who's very funny and another person. And we talk about, <laughs> I'm the other person. You're the one that's funny. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. exactly where I was. And thinking. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and, and just like, just have motherfucking fun with this show. We can't be, we're going to, so let me tell you this. We're going to get shit wrong. Okay. Yeah. We're going to get you wrong. Trust me. Let me tell everybody this. Because, you know, this is not a plug for Patreon. But people on Patreon know this. On Discord know this. If I get one motherfucking word wrong about anything that happened on this fucking show, this Nami Harder will be posting <laughs> immediately on the Discord. I will be, if, in other words, if you're listening at home and go, Joe's wrong. Like, Denali is not white. Denali is Mexican and Jewish, right? Right. I have such a good joke on that one, by the way. <laughs> and uh <laughs> it is such a good show i can watch the wheels i'm watching the, do i say the joke or do i save the joke or what do i do yes no that's <laughs> it is i will tell after the show because i don't want to get letters right right i don't want to get letters right i'm probably gonna get a letter for me saying i have a joke so good that's gonna be letters anyway that so that's the new but the uh the um, the the Batance doctrine, the Batance yeah. doctrine is official now. We're just gonna have motherfucking fun with this show and make fun of RuPaul and make fun of the people on this show. Not and if you hear me and I say something wrong, I promise Nami Harder has already. Let me tell you this: Nami He's Harder the lives. The of the cat, where they take the hands on the keyboard and just. Yeah. That, 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 that's that's Nami. Let sending, me tell you how fast. You yeah, how fast Nami is. He's in Australia, so he's like so many hours ahead. He's already messaged me about what I got wrong. <laughs> All right, before I even started the show, I got a note that says right. like Denali's And he's ha- not here. Yeah, he's not even here. <laughs> <laughs> they just get the show early in Australia, fifteen hours early right. or something like that. Right before uh, before we record it. <laughs> before we even record, he re- I've, Nami's already correct. And you know what? Now he's like this Luke Stamen. Now that I said this, it's going to be now like a pity party. And well, I guess I won't correct Joe anymore. I guess I'm not appreciated when I just try and, you know, put facts out there. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. I, again, you know, go. on this new Batanz doctrine, I don't give a shit. Have the pity party that you want. Invite Luke. <laughs> anyway. Next hand of the week. 
Next to enter the workroom, our makeup artist got Mick and Utica Queen, Utica Queen. Oh, wait, I don't want to not. This is a very clever line. Next to enter the workroom, our makeup artist got Mick and Utica Queen, Utica Queen. In this round, the song is rumored by Lindsay Lohan. Utica Queen's wackiness isn't enough to beat Got Mick, and she is sent to join the other losers. Taylor Latte Boy, your thoughts? Um, I assume uh, Got Mick is your trade of the season. Joe Batances? Joe Batances. No. As a as a boy? Very cute, but no, no, I'll be honest with you. There is no, maybe the closest is Denali, you know, but okay. uh, there's no trade of the season for Joe Batances here. And he and just Denali's kind of. Okay. Maybe, All right. Um, I loved, I loved the fate. I loved, I loved everything about Gottmik's look, mm-hmm. um, which then you have on the other side of the spectrum. I couldn't stand Utica. Utica was just messy and chaotic, mm-hmm. but I also kind of get that that is sort of what we're going to get with Utica. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is going to be that messy, chaotic, a lot going on, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of the, you know, actual physical personification of ADD kind mm-hmm. of kind of thing. That's sort yeah. of what I get from her. Um, she wasn't necessarily my favorite, but I wasn't necessarily thrilled with Got Mick's lip sync either. I thought they were both, it was kind of sort of one of the subpar lip syncs. Um, so not my favorite. Here's the thing. I agree with you. Got Mick even says she's not a lip sync assassin. I think says it mm-hmm. on the stage, you know, her look is fantastic. And I think Got Mick, if, if, RuPaul's Drag Race. I I I want to live in a world where I hope that RuPaul's Drag Race put Got Mick on the show based on his merits. Okay. Yes, I get. What Even you're though I will that, say yeah. I do want to stand corrected here. I did learn post Meet the Queens that Got Mick in drag prefers female pronouns. Okay. Okay. So we'll we'll use female pronouns for that. So that Got Mick as a drag queen was accepted onto the show based on her merits. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, from what I've seen with the makeup and the looks and everything, I think she more than, you know, uh, she exceeds expectations. But in terms of the lip sync, it could have gone either way for me. Both lip syncs I thought were lackluster. Yes. And yes. I almost wonder, and I hope this is not the case that got Mick just one, just because like I told you, I don't think this is limited to Got Mick, is that I feel that production had a storyline. They were going to put certain queens in the winner's pile and the certain queens in the loser pile. And mm-hmm. that was it. That was, was kind of predetermined. And I think Got Mick, it was predetermined for whatever reason that she would be placed in the winner pile. And But it could have gone either way. They would have put uh, 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 Utica Queen in there. But the thing is, we don't know what's going to happen, wink, wink with the losers mm-hmm. but um but i i i imagine the show knowing what a groundbreaking uh event this is to have gotmick on the show is going to put gotmick in jeopardy so early on just from a production yeah. standpoint cuz imagine like right now as the storyline goes these queens are but well, one of them's gone you know based on the storyline yeah and uh, the uproar that would be in the gay media if Gottmik was even at threat of going home after being such a groundbreaking person. I'm sure they were like, yeah, Gottmik. And a, look, there's a person who I think had to go into the loser pile as well. 
which I don't think we've gotten to yet. And that was just the case. I don't know if you agree with that or disagree with that. I'm trying to say it in a way that's sensitive, does not say that, oh, I don't believe Gottmik is only there because uh, he is a trans male. Uh, just like, for instance, uh, for those of you who don't follow Dracula, Dracula season three, spoiler alert, I don't know if you followed uh, Dracula, but season three was won by a drag king. And c- c- everyone who watched that season knew wholeheartedly that Landon Sider was the, the very much miles ahead of everybody else and should have yes. won, you know? Yes, should have won. And so I think the same thing is true with Got Mick. I don't know how far Got Mick goes, but it has proven that uh, she as a drag queen should be there. And so well, and we've even seen this already with, uh, you know, Joe's other favorite show, Camp Wanakiki, yeah. where they had a trans man. They've already had they've already had this already on a mm-hmm. YouTube channel show, yeah. you know, versus this. So, I mean, when you're saying that this is groundbreaking, this is groundbreaking for RuPaul's Drag Race, not necessarily drag competition shows. Well, because let's, let's be honest. The only people that watched this Camp Wanakiki were people who were forced to sit at a Hamburger Mary's. <laughs> okay and it was on the tvs okay like 34 people like so more people download this podcast and watch an episode of that one team on tv <laughs> so so uh anyway uh but uh what are your thoughts on lops lip sync it was mediocre it was mediocre mediocre at best yeah all right let's move on to round five the next two queens enter the competition are Jan's best friend, Rosé, and baby queen, Olivia Lux. After the judges' questions, the next two queens perform a lip sync to X's and O's by L. King. Olivia Lux is the next winner, and Rosé confusedly walks off the main stage to join the other losers, at which point they all start to suspect that they won't all be permanently eliminated. Uh, Taylor Vellante, boy, your thoughts? This Olivia Lux. Yeah. I keep forgetting mm-hmm. that she's part of the show. Until they keep showing her. When we when we saw the Meet the Queens, we watched the Meet the Queens, and then you brought up Olivia Lux, and I'm like, oh yeah, she was there. And then I forgot that she was part of this season until she showed up in in the in the pink and yellow dress. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I think she's got a lot of great energy. She does. Um, I liked both of the. I liked Rose and I liked Olivia Lux. Um, there is there is definitely an energy to her that I like, but it is that baby queen kind of. You kind of see her sort of in over her head a little bit, but mm-hmm. this also, I think, gave her the confidence to move forward, you know, in the competition. Whereas they were definitely, not that she didn't win the, the lip sync, because I feel like she did do a better job then. And she was the only one that technically had a reveal out of everybody because she dropped she dropped the skirt and then she had on the, the bodysuit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also feel like it was a way for them to fuck with Rosé because Rosé is considered to be such a legend. Everybody seems to know who she is. Yeah to fuck with her head a little bit because she kind of walked in maybe thinking she was a little more confident. She has that, she has the jantasy. Yes. And this was a way to screw with her a little bit. So yes. that, especially what we see later on with the next competitor who wins, that there is already a rivalry there yeah. that they, they want, they want to kind of, they want to spread that out a little bit. Yeah. I 100% agree. She, Rose is the person I was talking about where I said there was nothing Rose could have done. That she was going to go in that winner's circle, you know, she was because Carson tips his hand when he asks the producer written question like, 
wait a minute, don't I recognize you? Weren't you in Jan? Like, oh, that's right. Carson Kressley can't even recognize the people who were in Queer Eye with him. And he's going to recognize right. that she was. Do you think he remembers the hot barber, whatever his name is, or Jay Rodriguez or the oh Tom, the, the interior decorator? No one recognizes Tom. <laughs> Sorry. Tom doesn't recognize Tom. Tom, I don't know Tom's last name. Oh, Kai, do you think, do you think this Carson, <laughs> do you think Carson has talked to this Kai in 20 years? No. God, has that been twenty years? I was. I don't know. What no, am I it hasn't been that long. Look it up. Nami Harder. <laughs> Let me see if Nami wrote to me <laughs> ten hours ago to tell me when uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy premiered on Bravo. Anyway, all of a sudden Carson Cressley knows that, that she's in Jan singing group, right? And uh, yeah. and uh, and so then he goes, "Oh, well, I hope you have a longer run than than Jan," which I was like, "That's a weird shade towards Jan, right?" But yeah. I mean, it was a premonition. I mean, there was no way Rosé was going to win. By the way, th- as a boy, Rosé uh, looks so much like this Shane Dawson. You know who Shane Dawson is? Oh, yeah. He's that annoying You're YouTuber. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this Rosé is so taken with herself. Can't stand her. Right? Because you, you know I, what? But I, I will be fair. I will be fair. It could be because she has associated herself with this uh, Jan, right? And uh, I don't like it. And uh, so that's that she's now has the stank of of Jan. Oh God! Yeah. What does that stank smell like? Janky. So, uh, okay. So, uh, so I wanted Rosé to lose and I was glad when she did because I liked this Olivia Lux. She's very charming. And I liked the idea yes, that, that there Rose, was a, yeah, Rosé had hosted uh, a competition and then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were, they were pretty much feeding her the fact that she was, you know, she was, she was giving them the rope to hang her with. Do you know the way to Jan Rosé? Uh, that's going to be the song, <laughs> the next parody I write. Anyway. Everyone wait for that. Uh, okay. Any other thoughts on Olivia Lux and Rosé? I, th- I feel like Olivia oh, Lux, this was her win. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long she's going to be around. Yeah. I feel like she may, she may be a, an early uh, go home. By the way, one thing about, we, we haven't talked about this yet. When they, when they come into this main stage at the beginning of the show, right? <laughs> And she goes, oh, my God, it's like a bank in here. And those like those plexiglass between them. Does anybody in their right mind think that's stopping the coronavirus? <laughs> I think they are trying to show they're, they're 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 trying to prove a point that they are showing so that it can't come back and bite them as far as that they have them all sitting shoulder to shoulder. And I think that's probably why they're doing it. But I mean, it's OK. I also noticed. So I am assuming that they are not going to have guest hosts. Guest no, no, they are. They are. Season. No, they are. Business. Oh, they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I I didn't know if they were all in quarantine no, no. or if how the how that works. They have some big ones coming. Okay, because usually they announce that. They did announce some of them. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, then don't tell me who they are. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Golda Meir. Oh, Michelle, Michelle Obama. Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher. Mm-hmm. 
Ah, there you go. Um, by the way, two of the three dead, which is I don't know why. <laughs> ben is your Budo. Yeah, Ben is your Budo is gonna be there, and she's gonna be, um, you know, like, made up drag queen. Cause I don't want to say anyone's name because then they'll think I know something. Made up drag queen. Um, you tried to impress Benazir, but instead you're getting the Budo. I'm sorry, my dear. <laughs> Your time has come to an end. All right. The final three queens to enter the workroom are 39 year old New York City costume comedy queen, Tina Burner, Kamora, not Kimora Hall, and Las Vegas entertainer Elliot with two T's. The final lip sync number of the night is to Lady Marmalade by Christina Aguilera Pink. Lil Kim and Maya. Tina Burner makes the judges laugh with her comedic take on the song and is the last queen to be sent to the winner's lounge. Taylor, your thoughts on this final lip sync. This Tina Burner. Yeah. Not a fan. <gasps> really? I, mean, I, I don't no like fan. her at all. I don't like the energy at all. Mm-hmm. This is... This is one that I remember being sort of like, I mean, we definitely, you could see the comparisons to previous queens, mm-hmm. um, a couple of which come to mind, which I know we try to not do that, but you definitely, I, I, I'm getting Mimi, I first, Mimi, I'm first mm-hmm. from her, mm-hmm. just that I'm better than everybody else. I've got mm-hmm. the name. I have mm-hmm. the, all the different things. And mm-hmm. I am just where, where she's, the, she's the shady queen. She's going to be the one that feels like she has to be shady. Mm-hmm. And she's, I, I just, I wasn't a big fan of hers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamora, I didn't like her when she came in. Mm-hmm. I loved the music they played for her because it was very 1970s when she walked in in that, in that Bob Mackie dress. Mm-hmm. But I was, I, I feel like the two of them are going to be the troublemakers. Yeah. Um, two of the troublemakers. Uh, Elliot with two T's. One, really cute as a boy. <laughs> like, she's kind of my favorite one as a boy. Mm-hmm. But, and I liked I liked her energy. As much as we didn't necessarily, I didn't like her meet the queens yeah. with the laughing at her own jokes and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was something about this one. And it might have been the outfit, the very structured 80s outfit that I liked. Mm-hmm. But I was, I definitely liked her um, the best of the three. However, I think with the lip sync, though, I think Kamora won the lip sync. Oh, I was surprised that Tina Tur- Tina Burner won. I'm going to do that the whole season. Mm-hmm. Just start to call her Tina Turner. Um, I because she went to the easy jokes. I thought Tina Tina Burner went with the easy jokes with a lot of the stuff with the you know like scratching her scratching her puss and mm-hmm. she had a couple of other things that I'm like okay well that's mm-hmm. you know we're not even trying to be creative here mm-hmm. so not not a fan. Let me tell you this Elliot with two T's. Bugs with two G's. All right. <laughs> I, I, I was so annoyed with her the whole time. Really? Ugh. Ugh. Kamora Hall. What a snore fest. So boring. Yeah. Right. I thought she mentions that she's, I hated her. I didn't, there was something about, let me tell you this. There was something about her I didn't like. And then she goes, she mentioned that Soju is her drag daughter. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, no, that 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 means no, that, that explains everything. This fucking soju with her shit face at DragCon. And let me tell you, I talked to people who were with me at this DragCon, right? Who I saw at DragCon. Two people, one I didn't know then. I've since gotten to know. Uh-huh. And then uh, I don't want to name who it is, but it's Jay Ellis. 
have both confirmed what a horrible nightmare this soju was sitting in the corner all all pouting because I don't know who knows why she's pouting right mm-hmm. made sense that that was her drag mother bug me she was so shady and not, you know what and I'm gonna tell you something one of my favorite queens and I know this is a controversial thing to say I love this Gia gun. Love her. I think she's so good on the motherfucking show. Think of all she how little time she's on the show and has so many great quotes. I know you don't like Gia Gunn, right? I I yeah. like me a shady bitch. Okay? She's shady and she's boring. The worst sin you could be is yeah. boring. Right? And yes. she's boring. And that she she does she doesn't have the bite that Gia has. She's more like Blah Mora Hall. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call her for the run of the show, Blah Mora Hall. Anyway, uh, but, and, okay, but you seem surprised that I did not like Tina Burner. Uh, cause she, you know what? I expected to really hate her, and she does bug. She, uh, don't get me wrong, she bugs. It's Tina mm-hmm. Burner bugs. Okay. Did you know? By the way, I saw this on the. I don't know where I saw this. That she like in a serious relationship with Graham Norton. She was like years ago. No. Yeah, she dated Graham Norton and moved in with him in England. Oh. Yeah. I can't believe she was in a boy band. I don't know what boy band it was that had her in it, right? Yeah. I mean, you. how old is she? I don't know. Okay. So she's 39, so that would have been about 20 years ago. So she would have been, like, the, the boy band craze was, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. But she's one really of her tall. Yeah, she's 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 kind of a beast of a, of a queen. Which you, when the boy bands, they sort of tried to emphasize their twinkiness, I feel. And then not that mm-hmm. they wouldn't be like, not that they were all little, but like they wouldn't be like that tall usually in a boy band. Yeah. Maybe she was well, like, like in but... Jack and the Beanstalks or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what she boy was band. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway. that, but they were a dime a dozen for a while, the boy band. So, but I mean, I couldn't help but notice she never named the boy band. Never named the boy band. I'm sure we'll find out on Reddit. But uh, she was, look, um, among the three, I thought she was the finest. I mean, I don't, I really don't know how much time she has on the show, um, which is strange because Rumor Mill Joe knows exactly how much time she has left on the show. But Joe Batanz <laughs> on the show, I don't know how long she has on the show, but um, of the three, I guess she was. I mean, look, you're talking about this horrible Candy Muse being uh, uh, kept around because she makes good TV. I think Tina Burner is the same oh thing. i don't i don't think so at all i think oh, you I think don't think there so? is i i feel like they could get more out of candy muse because the the level of arrogance feels like we're we're trying really hard to kind of overcompensate mm-hmm. whereas i feel like tina burner tina burner thinks she's the shit mm-hmm. whereas i think candy is trying to present that she thinks that she feels these the shit but has yeah. her own stuff that you know so so at some point the whole tina burner we're not going to see that arc of humility with Tina Burner. I don't think that we could potentially see with Candy Muse. Yeah. So. All right. Later in the winner's lounge, the safe queen's Kiki while Candy Muse makes fun of Tina Burner's age. And Tina Burner's surprised that Olivia Lux beat Rosé in their lip sync round. Finally, Rue announces to the queens in the pork shop loading dock that they will have to vote to decide who will be the first queen to be sent home. I don't, you know, but to be honest with you, I haven't checked that information because i wouldn't be surprised because rupaul was careful in her wording and i don't know that she was that specific about sending someone home was she i have to go back and check nami harder already wrote to me but i haven't checked my email yet but 
but it ends the episode on a cliffhanger. Taylor, any final thoughts on the episode? Uh, I did not necessarily like that twist at the end. Oh, I, I like the twist. That, I, I think that if it, because you could see them all sort of doing things of like, we don't know each other. So we don't know what, uh, you know, which I, I get that. And it also looks like from the little clip that I saw for the next week's episode that they're all going to like pick in front of one another. Yeah, they're all going to put a lipstick, lipstick in, in the box at the same time. So. I think it's setting, it's trying to set up conflict between people Mm -hmm. that really have no conflict, Mm -hmm. you know, which I also get. That's the point of this show. Mm -hmm. But give me a reason other than I voted, I voted for you, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when you have the other group that already is, you're, everybody's already at a, um, uh, oh, I can't think of the think of the word, but you know they're already at a disadvantage because they already feel like they're in the loser circle, and then to bring in that, well, you voted for me. You know, you voted to vote me off. I think that that's going to push some other people down even more. Mm-hmm. That I I just don't like that from an from an emotional manipulation yeah. standpoint. Well, let me say this: I feel like uh, it, this phrase did not originate. It originated, I believe, on the show, but not on Believe with Me. Is that RuPaul's Drag Race is not a reality competition show? It's a reality uh-huh. show about a competition. Okay. And, uh, or that the reality show posing as a competition. Okay. And so anytime I think RuPaul's Drag Race is at its best is when it brings in those reality show elements and keeps them on their toes. But that's just my thought. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. Time will only tell. But, but, we, I, but here's the thing, Taylor. You know, we were all dreading season 13, but now we don't know what's going to, usually we're like, oh, well, now I know what's going to happen next week. And then this, we don't know what's going to happen next week. Oh, no. I mean, I can appreciate that on a level, but I felt, you know, on a much, 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 much as a viewer, mm-hmm. you cu- this was a roller coaster of an episode. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there wasn't a lot of storyline per se, but like I said, I feel like they're setting up some, they're, they're already planting seeds for potential storylines for some of the contestants. So, but when she said that, when she came over the loudspeaker and said that, mm-hmm. my thought was like, I can't imagine being in that room. Yeah. And then having to pick these girls that we've all been just commiserate. It's not like there was some, anybody was fighting mm-hmm. at that point. There was mm-hmm. just where they were just all sort of sitting together. And then that fast mm-hmm. now, now we're pitting you against one another in a way I can just see, I could just see how I would feel in a situation like that. And I wouldn't like it. There you go. Well, we'll have to end it right there. Taylor. We'll see what happens next week. That's going to do it for this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Be sure to join us next week and every week as Taylor the Latte Boy and I discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. So for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away until next week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more Drag Race and LGBTQ content, support us over at Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Tanner the Latte Boy on Instagram and Twitter at P-I-M-C Taylor. 
Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.